powered by Transistor FM. Welcome to friends, foes, and neither. Do not adjust your podcatcher settings because what you're about to hear is real. It's the Derek Duvall Show. Prepare yourself for pop culture, commentary, and interviews featuring no drama and no controversy guaranteed. And now, coming to you live to tape from the Derek Duvall Productions Bunker, it's Derek Duvall! Hello, Duvall Nation. Hello. Hi, everybody. Hey, welcome back. Yes, thank you. Sit, please. Thank you. Hello, Duvall Nation, and welcome to the Derek Duvall Show. We are back with another fantastic journey into the lives of extraordinary people. Before we get into this episode, I want to say thanks again to my last guest, Dr. Trevor Cates. I was, folks, I was blown away by the response to the episode. And in terms of medical guests I've had on the show before, the listen count for hers put her very near the top. If you haven't had a chance to check it out yet, please do at the conclusion of this episode. Okay, so welcome to episode 90. That's 9090. We have a very cool episode in store for you today. We welcome to the show up-and-coming acclaimed voiceover artist Benny Latham. She'll be talking about how she broke into voiceover acting and will be telling us about a super exciting project she has coming up. So let's just go ahead and get on out here. Please welcome to the show direct from Los Angeles, California, voiceover artist Benny Latham. Hello, Benny. Welcome to the Derek Duvall Show. How is the weather out by you today? It's lovely. Um, in the 80s, it's cooling down. So, yeah, but my hair is not feeling it. Miss Thing is <laughs> going through the motions, but we just love her through. <laughs> now, you've been having a lot of hot weather out in California recently. I've, I seem to remember hearing that. Is that true? That is very true. Yes. Mm. So, I mean, the part that I live in is very, you know, industrial. So it's even hotter because it's just a bunch of cement. So I start my interviews the same way. How has it been for you to navigate the COVID-19 world? It's been, it was challenging at first, but I used it as a time to sort of go within and rediscover some passions that I neglected, one of which being voice acting. And, you know, without that time to sort of sit still, I probably wouldn't have dived as deep as I did. Mm -hmm. So every journey has a beginning. Where were you born or what was it like to grow up there? Um, well, I was born and raised in Compton, California. You may have heard of it. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, but um, I'm a, an 80s baby, 90s kid. And, you know, Compton, like much of L.A. in the 80s and 90s, had its moments of tension and turbulence. But as as challenging as that was, as a kid, I had a really decent childhood, honest to goodness. You know, my neighbors, we all knew each other. My grandparents are from the South, um, Jackson, Mississippi and Monroe, Louisiana. And they came to Compton in the 60s and they just it's all I know. You know, it was a very simple <laughs> upbringing. So where did the idea to get a Bachelor in Arts from the University of Phoenix in English and literature come from? I wanted to be a teacher. Really? I did for a little bit I before. Well, voice acting was my first love, but I'm thinking I need to sustain myself. So I decided that I wanted to become a teacher and I wanted to come back to my old neighborhood to teach. 
and I was going to, I was working at TSA. I don't know if you know this about me, but I was a TSA agent for That was the a next question. My bad, I didn't mean to jump ahead, it's but during that time, no, but I was going for my bachelor's while I was working there, and it was just, it, theater and English sort of overlap a lot, you know, with, mm -hmm. with plays and literature and things of that sort, and I wanted to come back and teach and make it interesting for the kids around here, because I feel like there was a disconnect in the subject matter and the way that it was being taught in the schools in my area. So, like I said, there was a persistent rumor that you were a TSA agent. How did that Rumors come about? True. Uh, I needed a job and uh, <laughs> they were hiring at the time and I was all of maybe 23 or 24 and was like, ah, oh, this is a really good job. And um, the airport's a great place to people watch. I got a lot of character ideas just from interacting with people and mm -hmm. yeah, lots of stories. <laughs> lots so of stories. at what point did you decide that a career in acting was for you? Ooh, that's a great question. At what point did I decide a career? Because I've always loved it. I did plays all throughout high school. In fact, that's one of the things that um, shaped my journey significantly was doing plays. I went to Buena Park High School because my mother had a job out in that area, out in Orange County, which is significantly, um, there's a, economically more advanced than Compton. I guess it's a nice way to say that they had more money than we did. And um they had a really good theater program and I'll never forget um, the man that changed my life, Joe Parrish, my high school teacher, um, introduced me to all kinds of plays and I, yeah, so I've always wanted to do it, but the career change came when one of my coworkers at the airport was mortally wounded and it was a wake up call for me because I'm like, you know what, if I'm doing something I don't like and I could endanger myself, why not just throw caution to the wind and do what I really want. Like I owe it to myself to at least try. What's the harm mm. in trying? That's actually one of the so, best yeah. stories I've heard. I asked that question, what point did you decide to get into blank career and what have you? I never had someone say my coworker was killed almost to, to make me do it. That's original. Thank you for that. I mean, you're welcome, but <laughs> 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 but I mean, it, but it did, it really shifted my perspective significantly because even though I had a somewhat easier time at that job than many other folks, I just kind of treated it as babysitting, you know, and yeah. I always treated every passenger like they were going to bury a loved one. So whenever they were crabby or angry, I would just show a little bit of grace and usually that would diffuse their attitude. Yeah, that, that was a big turning point for me. Mm -hmm. it, yeah, should be to How hard was it for you to break into the business? Ah, uh, you know, it, I'm going to sound however I sound when I say this, but I had an insane run of luck, which is preparation meeting opportunity. You know, I took a lot of classes in improv, you know, throughout my, while I was in college getting my degree, I also took improv classes, voiceover classes to, you know, fine tune this thing that I was trying to do. I booked my first job on accident, completely on accident. I was on Backstage West and they were hiring TSA agents for this commercial. And I'm like, uh, I'm it. So I go in and I audition and I end up booking and it turns out to be this national network commercial for Samsung. And I'm like, oh, that was lucky. Huh. <laughs> Let me try to reverse engineer this and see how I did it and see if I can do it again. So I took some commercial classes and then thankfully... Over time, I've been blessed to do quite a few with some awesome folks. I've worked with Carney Wilson, uh, Kevin Hart, Mark Hamill, the freaking Joker man, yep. the lightsaber man. I mean, my gosh. 
I don't think he's ever been called yeah. the Lightsaber Man before. That's awesome. I will definitely go tag him on that now. I called him that on set and I was so embarrassed. <laughs> I was so excited to meet him. We were all so excited to meet him because we didn't know he was going to be there. Right. It was a huge shock. And so when we saw him and I just couldn't think of his name and I'm like, oh, it's the lightsaber man. <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. <laughs> so what do you remember best from your early work? Um, as a voice actor, mm-hmm. my uh, what I remember best is my first table read for Transformers Earthspark because it was my very first one with Nickelodeon. And I'll never forget just the surreal moment of being in my closet, looking at my computer and seeing all these awesome people for this thing that I was chosen to be a part of. And then on set um, for commercials, it would probably be the very, very first one. And I just remember when the director said action, I just I had to pretend to be a TSA agent. And that's just what I did to the point where they forgot to say cut because they thought they were (laughs) at the airport. So, yeah, that was kind of cool. That's awesome. Now, I had acclaimed voiceover actor Jim Meskimen on the show a few weeks ago, and he was talking about the art of voiceover, about creating impressions. Mm -hmm. What about voiceover work is so attractive to you? The thing that I love most about voice acting is that it's strictly just your imagination. It has no bearing on what you look like, how much you weigh, how tall you are, what your hair looks like. It's all just sheer character interpretation. And it's this dance that's done between the actors and the writers and the directors. And it's even for it to be such a solitary art form, it still is a collaborative process because you're working with two other people to create this whole new person. Okay, Duval Nation, we're going to go ahead and take a small break, but we'll be right back with the conclusion of this interview with Benny Latham. May I suggest you take this time to refresh that drink and take some super nice, long, deep breaths, you know, Clouseau style. Give two friends of the show your attention, and we will be right back. What's going on, everyone? This is your girl, Julene, host of It Goes Down in the PM. We talk about everything from work, motherhood, local celebrities, to comic books. Tune in every Friday at 1 o'clock to find out what really goes down in the PM. Teachers, do you ever have these feelings or have been told these things? Do you want Kleenex for your classroom? Maybe you should think about buying your own with your own money. You get the summer off, you can have a second job. Do you really need a pay raise? Oh, do you need to use the restroom? Maybe you can do that in the three minutes while students are changing classes. Boy, sure hope your room doesn't descend into Lord of the Flies in that time. Oh, things are going pretty good for one. Surprise! Budget cuts! Well, you're in luck because we've got a book just for you. Hi, everyone. It's Katie Kinder, educator, speaker, and author of Untold Teaching Truths. I invite you to purchase my book and join this journey as we talk about the wild world of public education. Part memoir, part strategy, it is available on BookBaby, Amazon, or wherever books are sold. Teach on Warriors. We've got this. Hello, this is Erica, host and guide of the YouTube vlog Mon Jardin Au Coin. 
I invite you to join me as we explore the many joys of gardening, such as sowing seeds, raising plants, and the reward of harvesting. If gardening is something you're interested in, or you just want to follow my adventures and receive tips to help any novice break into starting their own garden, you can find Monjardin Oquan on YouTube, Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok. I look forward to having you hang out with me in my little garden on the corner. Janae Sergio, arriving. Hello everyone, this is Janae Sergio, life coach, combat veteran, and best-selling author. I invite you to purchase my new book, Perfectly Flawed, a veteran's journey from homeless to hero. In these pages, you will learn about the lowest struggles of my life to the absolute triumphs that have made me the strong woman I am today. Follow along as I talk about homelessness, my naval role in Operation Enduring Freedom, navigating insurmountable odds, and how I dealt with and overcame them. You can find Perfectly Flawed on Amazon, Barnes & Noble, or wherever books are sold. Welcome back to episode 90 of The Derek Duvall Show. Let's get right back to it with the conclusion of our interview with up-and-coming voiceover talent, Benny Latham. So you mentioned Mark Hamill earlier. Who are your voiceover idols? Cree Summer, number one. Um, I wanted to become a voice actor because of her work on Inspector Gadget, because at that point, I didn't know that people who looked like me did voiceover. Um, and I was like, holy smoke, she does that for real? Like, as a job? And they give her money? Ooh, seven-year-old me was just like, okay, that's the one. Gonna do it. Um, but yeah, Cree Summer... Uh, CCH Pounder, especially her turn as Amanda Waller on Justice League and Justice League Unlimited, iconic. Obviously, Mark Hamill. I'll go out and even say Kevin Conroy as Batman, iconic. And uh, the usual suspects, Tara Strong, Malik Berger, who was my mentor for many, many years. Who else am I thinking? There's so many. But Cree Summer, number one, for sure. One of my greatest moments um, of my life, uh, I was in... Um... San Diego Comic-Con when I was living in California and it's in 2003 and Mark Hamill was shooting a movie in Hall H of Comic-Con and it was all the voiceover actors he's ever worked with were in were the cast of this movie oh my gosh and you got Jess Harnell you know um that guy had great hair yeah uh Maurice LaMarche Rob Paulson the the whole the whole gang was a Tara Strong whole thing and getting to actually sit and talk to these people like actually like physically talk to these people some of the greatest memories of my life. So since you got into Hollywood, what is the best piece of advice that someone has ever given you? Study to show yourself approved. Best mm. advice I ever got. Anything that you want to do, research the crap out of it before you do it. So you know what you're getting yourself into and you're aware of what is current about whatever it is that you want to do. I wouldn't be worrying. I got discovered in a class. You know, I took a bunch of classes before I started to work in earnest and, you know, educate yourself. That's mm -hmm. probably the, yeah, that is the best advice I've gotten so far. That's awesome. Period. Well, that being said, well, let's build the next question is what is the hardest obstacle that you've had to overcome? I think the hardest obstacle that I've had to overcome work-wise would be second guessing myself mm. with auditions because everything is self-taped now for the most part. And sometimes I'll have a really good idea for a character or an audition on or off camera and I'll send off my self-tape. And then once I hit send, I'm like, oh shoot, I should have done da 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 da. 
And it took me a while to get to a place of just surrender. Like I did my best. Hopefully they'll see or hear something they like and they'll call me in. It's out of my hands. I've done the best that I can do in this moment. That took some time. How long How long did it take normally for you to put together an audition? For voiceover, uh, within, I get about a 24-hour turnaround. That's not bad. Yeah. Maybe. Not bad at all. No, I mean, it's not. just, you know, a couple of seconds of dialogue. It isn't, you know, some I've had some really challenging pieces that took a, a bit of working to do. Um, mm -hmm. And sometimes the more challenging the piece, I'll get it, you know, earlier. So I have a few days to mess with it and do what I can do. But, yeah, usually 24 hours, give or take. So you kind of jumped the gun on me earlier, but I ask all the actors I have on my show, name drop the biggest celebrity you work with. And what was the experience like? Oh, well, whoops. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, you know what, Kevin Hart, I've, I've worked with some amazing celebrities and I'm so thankful, but Kevin Hart was probably the one that shook me to my core because I had to have like a whole dialogue with him. And I was a huge fan, still am huge fan. And I didn't know he would be on set that day, but when he's walking in and, you know, his team, they're doing, they're fussing over him. He's on the phone with his kids. He's FaceTiming his children. And so I didn't get to see Kevin Hart, the comedian, until the director said action. Mm -hmm. So I got to see a side that I'm pretty sure not a lot of folks get to see, which is that shift between Kevin Hart, the dad, and then Kevin Hart, the professional. And I felt very privileged in that moment to see that shift it, it humanized him in a way that i didn't anticipate but then once the camera started rolling i'm like oh my gosh don't laugh don't laugh don't laugh don't laugh whatever you do don't laugh because he was trying it he was making some faces yeah. and i'm just like i wonder if he does this to Dwayne johnson like maybe this is his thing <laughs> okay game on kev you know <laughs> mm -hmm. i was never a big uh i didn't really get into kevin hart it wasn't until he was on uh him and ice cube were on the episode of conan o'brien's show <laughs> they were doing a they were doing a drive around. Uh -huh. I I haven't laughed that hard in years. <laughs> it was so funny, and he was just he was just one of the most original. Like he wasn't trying to be offensive with his humor, you know. He was like just trying mm -hmm. to be just make you laugh. It was so funny. I love it. it was that was a good time. Rapid fire says the first okay. thing that comes to his mind, and it's usually pretty freaking brilliant. <laughs> so I want to get into your new role in this new Transformers film. Tell us about the series. What's your role? Break it down for us. Oh, I'm going to try to do this without smiling too hard, although I'm failing immediately because I'm so excited about this. In Transformers Earth Spark, it's the story of the first Earth-bound or Earth-born um, Cybertronian species. And my my role, I play the role of Ranger Dot Malto. She's former military. Um, she's a mom, and she has experience working with the Cybertronian species and it's just this really fun story about the family that you're born into and the family that you create and she sort of adopts the two um, new Earthborn. but yeah these new wonderful earth robots are born and I get to help raise them which is awesome it's awesome I remember being a young 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 lad and the first Transformers cartoon came out and it wasn't until I was a grown man I realized they're just trying to sell toys <laughs> 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 so they did a good job. They did a great job. It's great they did stuff. A fantastic job. Oh man. I mean, I, I don't I don't know if you remember not, the very first Transformers movie they put out where they killed Optimus Prime and all oh, the cast man. in the first 20 minutes. And my you know eight-year-old self was like, What the hell is this? <laughs> so <laughs> grown small children everywhere crying incessantly because Optimus Prime died. So 
anyway. Yeah, that, that did a number on a lot of us as kids. All right. So if someone is listening, and they always are, what advice would you give to someone who has wanted to do a job in voiceover work? Besides studying as much as you can about it, I would say enroll in as many acting classes and improv classes as you can and just give it a shot. You know what I mean? The only guaranteed failure is if you don't try at all. That's, I but if you that. want to try, you know, you got to, you know, study, do what you can, but give it a shot. That's what I did. So I always like to do one fun question before we start to close things out. Mm-hmm. What sort of shows or music are you currently into? Or Ooh. even better, how do you relax? <laughs> how do I relax? I watch a lot of cartoons. I'm a big nerd. I love everything from anime to um some foreign animated films. I love all of it. But right now, I think what I'm watching on the heaviest rotation would probably be Castlevania, surprisingly. Mm. And uh, I've been watching quite a bit of Bridgerton lately. I'm trying to, I, I'm late to the right. game. So I'm trying to catch up to the hype train. It's fun. I, my wife enjoyed that show. Apparently, the, the gentleman who is the, the star of it is might be the new James Bond. So, wow. I, yeah, I, I was I saw that actually about 20 minutes before you came on the show. So he's the front runner to be the new James Bond now. Holy smokes. OK. That's what I said. Yeah, that's what I said. So right on. Yeah, he's, got the, him. he's got the swath thing so oh, know, yeah. that's, that's half yeah. the job right there so he has mad swag that guy <laughs> yeah for sure he's a smooth character in, in bridgerton so what's next for benny um well what's next for me is uh the show <laughs> comes out november 11th um it's my first one so i'm really really excited for everyone to see it and then um just trying to get my voice uh matched to a few more characters all right as we begin to wind down this interview, what would be the best mm-hmm. way for my listeners to follow your adventures online? You can follow me on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok at my name, which is Benny. That's B as in boy, E-N-N-I, N as in November. And my last name is Latham, L-A-T as in Tom, H-A-M as in Mary. Nice. Is Benny short for something or is it? It is. You're the first person to ask. It's um, it's short for Benicia, actually. Oh, really? Very nice. Mm-hmm. Thank you. So I end my interviews with my favorite question, and it is my favorite question. If the entire planet was listening to this broadcast, what would be the one thing you want to say to the people of Earth? Kindness still matters. That's good. Good answer. All right, Benny. I want to say thank you again for taking the time. I know a lot of stars that are aligned to make this happen, but I'm so glad we could finally make our, make each other's acquaintances. So am I. This is awesome. Thank you again for having me, Derek. This is great. You're welcome. And just like that, Duval Nation, we come to the end of episode 90. I want to thank Benny for taking the time to speak with me. If you haven't had a chance to check out her credits on IMDb, please do. I always trust my gut instinct and my gut is telling me we are going to be hearing much more from Benny in the years to come. And I, along with Duval Nation, wish her nothing but the absolute best of luck for her career. Have you had a chance to check out our store on Public? We have everything from magnets, stickers, and mugs. Plus, we have a carefully curated collection of t-shirts put together by myself and Mrs. Duval. Be sure to go to our website, DerekDuvalShow.com. Look on the banner on the left that says Merch. Click that, and you'll be taken to our store on Public. And I want to thank Public for being such great partners as always.
On behalf of the entire team here at the Derek Duvall Show, I want to beseech to each and every one of you listening. Megatron must be stopped, no matter the cost. <laughs> Absolutely, Optimus. Nostar, God bless, and see you next time, Planet Earth. This has been a recording of the Derek Duvall Show, and we thank you for listening. Please go to our website, DerekDuvallShow.com, to explore past episodes and find links to purchase merchandise. Please subscribe to our social media channels on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at Derek Duvall Show.